I pray somebody here is unashamed of the Lord. Not ashamed and you'll say so. Hallelujah. Say, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Praise the Lord. Let me just see who we've got here this morning. Look at these beautiful faces. Yes, glory to God. Yes, you are. Most of you are. No. <laughs> you know, anybody got kids coming home from school, uh, college? No, nobody? Okay, yes. Grandkids? Yes. Well, a professor at this time of the year, he was, uh, it was the last class before uh, Thanksgiving break, and he said, I've been teaching you all semester uh, that, you know, kind of subtly that there is no God, that's all foolishness, but before you go home to all that religious junk, uh, I just want to make it bold so that you know that you know there is no God. And he says, I, if there is a God, I challenge him to knock me down. I give him 10 minutes. If there's a real God, knock me down. And uh, if you don't, then I want all of you to see that he, there is no such thing as a God. So he goes on and the clock's ticking here and it's eight minutes and seven minutes and six minutes. So then he starts going up and down the aisle of the students and he says, he just keeps defying God and he keeps making fun. Come on, knock me down if you're a real God. Knock me down. And he gets down to the last minute and that second hand is going around and it's getting close to the 12. And all of a sudden Tommy jumps up and knocks the professor flat down on the ground. And the professor said, what did you do that for? He said, God said, will you take care of that one for me? <laughs> I love it that God can use us. Amen. Little Sarah, six years old, goes to her mom and said, Mom, Mom, I'm, you know, I, where did we come from? I'm just, I'm, I don't know. Where did we come from? And uh, she said, well, honey, you know, God created us, created Adam and Eve, and then they had children and children and children, and here we are. She said, okay. And then she goes outside, and Dad's tinkering in the garage, and she said, Daddy, Daddy, where did we come from? And Daddy said, well, you know, there was these monkeys, and they evolved, and eventually through evolution, this thing called evolution, these monkeys become us. We're, we're, we're them now. And the girl goes, little Sarah goes back in their house and she's crying and said, darling, what's wrong with you? Mom says, what's wrong? She says, mommy, I'm so confused. She said, what are you confused about? She says, you said that we came from God. God created Adam and Eve. And daddy says we came from monkeys. She said, oh, darling, that's an easy, easy uh, answer to that. I was telling you about my side of the family and your dad was telling you about his side of the family. <laughs> Remember, laughter doeth the heart good like medicine. <laughs> Amen. Remember last week's sermon. Older minister is uh, kind of mentoring this young minister, and he's coming into the you know, ministry, and he says, you know, I'm, I'll tell you about the instructions I got, wisdom I got when I was a young minister that's helped me over the years. Uh, he says, one of the most uh, challenging things you'll do as a minister is, is ceremonies, like weddings. Everybody's looking and filming and, you know, this is going to be their memories for life. And it's a lot of pressure on you as a minister. And here's what I learned, the advice I got that's helped me over the years. If you ever get nervous and forget what to say, just quote a scripture. Just quote a scripture. The word of God is always appropriate. He says, yes, sir, I'll do that. Well, he said, I'm glad you're telling me this because I've got a wedding this Saturday. I said, really? He said, yes, sir, my first wedding I'll be performing. He said, well, uh, pray that God will bless you. And he said, Saturday comes, the young minister gets up, and uh, he's performing the ceremony, and he goes through the ceremony just perfectly. Everything is great until he gets to the last part where he is to pronounce them as husband and wife. His mind just goes blank. So he remembers, okay, quote a scripture, quote a scripture. And the scripture that came to mind was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <laughs> That's not true if you get the right one. The Word of God is, is important, and we've come to study the Word of God this uh, Thanksgiving week, which I don't know if you remember uh, some of the history. We were teaching the first Thanksgiving we ever had in this country. It was done at the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Sukkot, and it was uh, uh, the 
God's feast that he set up, the, one of the fall feasts, that uh, they would build a booth and they would leave the roof thatched so they could look through it to remind them of when they were in the wilderness for those 40 years and they had a, a cloud by day, the presence of God, and a pillar of fire by night, the presence of God. And if God was to move, uh, that they would be able to see him moving and they'd pack up and move with God because well, the provision was with God. And God told them, when you get into the promised land, land that flows with milk and honey, your greatest temptation is that you'll forget me and you'll become a thankless people so, so that you're reminded to, uh, that what I've done and to always live with gratitude and thanksgiving, I want you to have this feast continually uh, every year so that you, when the promised land, will know that the blessings come from God and you'll give thanks to Him. So first Thanksgiving we had was at Feast of Sukkot and and then with Abraham Lincoln, I think in 1863, it became part of uh, American uh, Thanksgiving as a nation. And, uh, and then many years later, it became the Thursday that we do in November. So that's the week we're coming into. And I want to, I want to teach you some theology that, goes, that will go home with you and literally change your world. I mean, change your world in a supernatural way. I want to give you a bit of theology and revelation that God gave me, and, and I can't help but keep sharing it over and over and over because it is so powerful. It will literally bring you up out of sickness. It will bring you up out of weakness. It will bring you up out of pain. It will bring you up out of sadness. It will bring you up into prosperity. It will bring you up into being blessed in your family, blessed in your business, blessed in your work, blessed in your school. It, it unleashes all of the power of heaven to flow out of our lives into our real world. This, this, this revelation I'm going to give you today. And uh, for many of you, it won't be a revelation, but it'll be a reminder of the revelation we need to live by. And that is, I've entitled it, Thanksgiving Activates Kingdom Power. Thanksgiving, I'm going to show you theologically. This isn't just some you know, Thanksgiving message to just be thankful. No, I'm going to show you from the Word of God how Thanksgiving activates kingdom power in your life. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus you would use me in a mighty way today, God, that you, I just thank you right now that your anointing is going to lift burdens and destroy yokes in people's lives. I thank you, the Holy Ghost, you're going to heal people. Holy Ghost, you're going to deliver people. Holy Ghost, you're going to turn their, their, their mourning into dancing. God, I thank you. There's going to be a turnaround in this service this morning. There are folks that came in here all burdened down. They're going to leave here light. They came in here with sadness and sorrow. They're going to leave here with joy and gladness. They came in here with pain in their body and they're going to go leaping out of here like a gazelle. Hallelujah. Lord God, their youth is going to be renewed like that of the eagle. They came in here like an old person. They're going to go out of here like a young person. Person. Not because of the words of a man, but because of the word of God. Release it on us this day, we pray, by your spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to go right into the word of God in 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. And, the, and we're going to learn about this kingdom of God that we are calling on today. He says, for the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. You know, your talk talks, but your walk walks, and you've got to understand your walk talks louder than your talk talks, okay? Did you get that? Your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks, and it's time to go at it this way. You've got to practice what you preach. You've got to say, if I believe it, it's got to work, and, it's got, and it needs to be real. The kingdom of God is not just talk, is what he's saying. The kingdom of God is not just something we talk about. The kingdom of God is power. Holy Ghost power, God power, heaven on earth power, and we need it in our lives. I'm here to tell you healings and miracles and raising the dead, these are not the kingdom of God. They are signs that the kingdom has come on earth. It is signs when we see the miracles. And I'm here to tell you, I'm praying before you walk up out of here today that the miracle manifest of God would be uh, activated in your life. That you will see more miracles this week than you've ever seen in your whole life. You know what? I'm believing God for it right now. Hallelujah. 
Jesus taught us how to pray in Matthew 6 and 33. And, uh, and in, in teaching us to pray, he said, one thing you got to know, you got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when you seek the kingdom of God first, you put the kingdom first. That's where everything you have need of is going to come from because the kingdom is not just words, but it is power. And then he teaches us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, I want you to pray in the kingdom of God. I want you to pray it on earth. I don't want you to just talk about what's in heaven. I want you to get what's in heaven working through you here on the earth. It's time we start seeing some heaven glory in and through our lives. It's time that you start seeing heaven uh, flexing its muscle in and through your family and in and through your life where we see God's heaven invade this earth for His glory. Hallelujah. He says in Romans 14 and 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not just words. It's not just eating and drinking. He said, no, it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness means you're walking the right path for His name's sake. That means you're walking in the, your destiny. You're in the right place at the right time. You're up right before the Lord, not because of how good you are, but because of how good He is. You made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. you got to say, I'm going into this week. I'm going to be at the right place at the right time. I'm going to be at the right door at the right moment. I'm going to be at the right uh, intersection at the right uh, juncture of time because my God has called uh, calls me uh, with His kingdom of heaven in me to walk in righteousness and peace. Shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. If I see something broken, I'm going to speak to it and say, you got to get fixed right now in the name of Jesus because of the kingdom of God. And joy and the Holy Ghost. Is it in a season to go into sadness and depression. This is a season to get the power of God for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We got divine strength to help hold us up during this season It comes from the joy of God. So we're looking at the kingdom of God which is not religion. It is not form. It is not works. It is not tradition. It's not all these things that we may have limited in our mind. That's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is bigger than your religion. The kingdom of God is bigger than your form. The kingdom of God is bigger than anything you could ever work for. Bigger than your tradition. The kingdom of God is what we're calling on. The kingdom of God is a dwelling place in the Holy Spirit where we seek the presence of God. It comes through relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but it is mighty exciting to me to know that we can be a part of the kingdom and the kingdom can be a part of us right now. It was the Apostle Paul who said Christianity is not about what we put into our lives, but it's about what God has already put into our lives. Christianity is not about what we're attaining and trying to put into our lives, but it's what God has already. Come on, give me that thumbs up. Uh, come on, uh, my slide. There we go. So that we can go ahead and put our thumbs up. It's not about what God is we're trying, to put, we're trying to put into our lives is what God has already put into our lives. So let's not try to reduce it to a religion or reduce it to a tradition or reduce it. Let's say, God, have your way. We don't want to go back under the old covenant. They proved over and over from Genesis to Malachi, over and over in the Old Testament, they couldn't keep the law. Legalism doesn't work. It doesn't work. And there's a curse that comes when you break the law. And the curse was severe. But Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us and be hanging on that tree so that he could get the curse off of us and get the blessing on us and bring us into a better covenant a new covenant hallelujah where we're cleansed by the blood of the lamb you need to be able to dance and shout when you think about it that you have fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of your sin is death but it's something to rejoice about knowing that Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe. He paid your debt. When you place your faith in him, his blood washes you, cleanses you, white as snow. I remember building our house back about 15 years ago and, and uh, I was uh, ordered, uh, the Lord just gave me this picture of, of how our house was to look and I drew it out and I don't know why I just always love columns, Corinthian columns and, and uh, you know, it just causes me to look up, they hold up their strength, they're their, their a foundation 
them, but they caused me to look up into the heavens from where our strength comes from, where our gl the glory of the Lord comes from. And I don't know, I just worship the Lord. It just causes, I have always, as a child, I love them. So I, 15 years ago, I'm drawing out the house and, and it's going to have these six 24-foot uh, columns and Corinthian columns, you know, fluted that I was going to be putting there. There were going to be fiberglass and they were going to be weight-bearing. So I looked on the internet, what you could find 15 years ago. It was much different than it is today. And, and I found uh, these uh, columns in uh, Logan, Utah. And, and I was like, wow, these, these are it. And they had to write load-bearing and all, but they were quite expensive. And I, so I, but I said, that's, that's what I'm going to put on the front of this square house I'm just gonna put this on the front of it and uh, that's gonna be the icing on the cake and I ordered them and the tractor trailer trucks came and and uh, unloaded them brother Mike you remember you helped paint them I he was up there spraying them and painting them and, and uh, it was uh, quite quite the, the 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 challenge to get them off those tractor trailer trucks and standing up there looks like a miniature of what our front of our church is and and uh, so we you know thanking God for it so I went to tell the truck driver I said was this a COD I mean I might write you to check he said no uh, here's the invoice is paid and I'm like, uh, but I, I never paid anyone. He says, well, here's the invoice. He's paid. I can leave. So he left. So I called Logan, Utah, and I called the company, and I said, you know, uh, I got the uh, columns. They said, is everything okay with them? I said, oh, yeah, they're beautiful. Thank you. Everything's great. I said, uh, I got an invoice here. Uh, I need to pay, but it says zero balance. And they said, well, let me look it up. And they looked it up, and then they came back and said, you know, uh, they're paid for. And I said, um, okay, um, who paid for them? They looked and said, well, we, we can't give you that information. You know, it just shows they're paid. And I said, are you sure? And he said, well, let me look. And they go back and they come back and say, yeah, they're paid. And here we are 15 years later, and I've never had to pay a penny for them. Because God gave me the icing of the cake here on the front of our house. And it was like, wow, that's awesome. So even last night, we're driving in from South Carolina, and we turn around the curve, and I look at them, and I look up, and I say, God, you're such a good God. You pay a debt. You paid a debt that, that I owed. You didn't owe it, but you paid it. And, and I just thank you for that, Lord. And uh, it just reminds me that we had a sin debt that we couldn't pay. Uh, but he stepped in and paid it for everyone who placed their faith in him. He will stamp it paid in full. So the wages of death, the sin is death, is no longer the wage you have to pay anymore. Jesus took that death on. And I don't know about you, but that's something to celebrate about. That's something to praise God about. And I'm telling you, thank God for it. So in the new covenant, we're cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. We are filled with the love of God in this new covenant. We're filled with the power of the Holy Ghost in this new covenant. Hallelujah. And we've got to recognize all that God has put on inside of us. When you get born again, if you're not born again, you can be right now. If you'll call on the name of Jesus, the Bible says everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. God, Jesus told Nicodemus, unless a man's born again, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. You're not going to have this kingdom in you if you're not born again. Call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart God's raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Confess Jesus is your Lord today, I would say, so that you can have the kingdom of God on the inside of you. And from the moment you were born again, the, as this Christian life that we live, it's not a life of attainment, it's not a life of acquisition, it's not a life of pursuit, it's not I gotta get this and I gotta get that and I gotta pursue this. Rather, the Christian life is a life of acknowledgement of what we already have in Christ Jesus. Look at Romans 14 and 17. Man, this is, this is revelation here. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not getting this and getting that. But there's righteousness. There's peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And, and the, the way we get this kingdom of God in us is you don't have to die. Wait till you die and go to heaven. I grew up where they preach, you know, when you get to heaven, that's when you'll be healed. When you get to heaven, that's when you'll be prospered. When you get to heaven, that's when you'll have joy. When you get to heaven, that's when you'll have peace. When you get to heaven, that's when you'll be delivered from any bondages. When you get to heaven, and I'm like, man, let's just go to heaven now. Because, you know, why in the world do I want to struggle to live to be 70, 80, 90, 100 years old if I, all the good stuff is on the other side, you know? 
And then I got to studying the Word of God and I found out that Jesus said, Pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't have to wait till I get to heaven that we can, we can usher in the kingdom of God on earth. And then I study and find that that's God's purpose for us, for us to usher in His kingdom here on this earth. Hallelujah. So he tells us in Luke 17, 21, Jesus says, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. So I don't have to die and wait, die and go to heaven. The kingdom of God is in me now. If I'm born again and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, the righteousness, the peace and the joy is in me right now. So I don't know about you, but I'm just a practical guy. So I said, okay, if the kingdom of God's in me and I'm still bound, I'm still sad, I'm still sick, I'm still broke, you know, something's missing here. How do I get the kingdom? How do I get this working, right? If God says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places, and he's already given us the vantage point that victory is ours if we'll stay in the fight, then I I need to know how to fight. How, How do I function in this world? How do I get my faith to work? Because I know without faith it's impossible to please God. And I found out the key. Let me tell you, the key. Say the key. The key to making your faith effective is found in this one verse of Scripture, and it's all through the New Testament, but here in this one verse, it so lays it out that the sharing of your faith, that your faith may be expressive, your faith may be working, it becomes effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So now I see in this scripture that God is not saying that my faith becomes effectual by me trying to obtain to another level or or reach another level or acquiring another thing or pursuing another thing, but rather my faith produces results. The gear of my faith starts locking in to produce results. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing that is already in you in Christ Jesus. So you don't need to try and obtain wealth or try to obtain prosperity. You have prosperity already in you, the Bible says. You don't have to go out here trying to obtain healing. Healing is already in you. You're not out here trying to obtain joy and peace and and the Holy Ghost. We already have all of this inside of us. And the way we get it working from the inside out is when we acknowledge it. Hallelujah. That you recognize this is what is in me. And you begin to proclaim out of your mouth that I am am the healed of the Lord. I am the righteousness of God. I am the blessed of God. I am the favored of God. Proclaiming it out of your mouth. Calling that which is not as though it be because it puts it into gear. And you agree with God in His plans. It's God's plan for me to be healed. It's God and I come in agreement with that. He sent His Word and healed all my disease. All, 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 all my diseases. Not one person did Jesus say, nope, I'm not healing you. Nope, I'm not healing you. And Jesus said, you see what I've done? I've done what my Father sent me to do. This is my Father's heart. This is my Father's plan. And it's God's plan that everyone that comes to Him be healed because healing is his children's bread. Hallelujah. He, we got to come in agreement with that. That, that healing is already mine. That he took stripes upon his back. 2,000 years ago for my healing. And Isaiah prophesied looking forward and said, by his stripes uh, you'll be healed. And Peter's over here looking back at it and saying, by his stripes you were healed. It's a done deal. It's already in you. Hallelujah. And how do you get it out? How do you get it manifested? How do you get prosperity? God's divine prosperity. How do you get deliverance? How do you get the freedom of God working outside of you by acknowledging it? Come in in agreement with God's plan and purpose and thanking Him for it. Acknowledge and give thanks. There is power in that. So much so, God said, I'm going to set one of my feasts up. And the feast is set. All of them actually have this thread through it. But there's one in particular. He says, so you don't forget to acknowledge and give thanks. 
So you don't forget to acknowledge and give thanks. Why? Is it so that God needs you to remind Him of how grateful you are to Him or He's going he's to have a, a, a depressed day? No. He has set it up that when we acknowledge and give thanks, it activates our faith and releases the kingdom of God that is in us to flow through us. It is for our good. You will find that everything that God has ever given you to do is for your good. He loves you so much, He wants you to live a blessed life. He loves you so much, He wants you to live a life delivered. He He loves you so much, He wants you to live a life that you can enjoy and have family and friends and relationship. He created us for community. He loves you so much, He doesn't want you all bound up and all depressed uh, and all under drugs and alcohol and under bad relations. He doesn't want you living that way. And He's given us this secret. If we'll acknowledge and give thanks, it activates, it activates the kingdom of God that is in us. Somebody say, well, that's, that's just too easy. Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, righteousness is on the inside of you. It is on the inside of you as you are in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Joy is in you. You're not going through this season depressed. I I refuse it. I tell you right now, I refuse it. The only way you'll do it, you'll step over my preaching body and say, I want to live in disobedience to God's word. I'm telling you, if you will acknowledge and give thanks to God, that that depression will go, that that bondage will go, that that demons of hell will go. You resist the devil and he will flee. Hallelujah. There's joy on the inside of you and I'm calling it out. There's peace on the inside of you and I'm calling it out. There's agape love on the inside of you and I'm calling it out. There's wisdom. I'm telling you wisdom for every decision in life. God's wisdom on the inside of you and I'm calling it out. There's healing virtue on the inside of you and I'm calling it out to flow through every cell, to flow through every organ, to flow through every system, to flow through your body in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you there's deliverance power in the Holy Ghost on the inside of you and I'm calling it out. You're not going to live bound but you're going to be free. For he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm telling you there's anointing, Holy Ghost anointing the divine power of God to get results on the inside of you and I'm calling it out. That no matter what obstacle, that no matter what challenge, that no matter what mountain, no matter what opposition comes against you, you're going to come through it victoriously. You're going to come through it in a mighty way to the glory of God. I'm telling you, there's dunamis power on the inside of you. A greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world. It's time for you to stop backtracking and let the devil take his ground. And it's time for you to say, wait a minute, I've got Holy Ghost power. I've got divine power. I've got power that authority over all the power of the enemies on the inside of me and I acknowledge it and I thank you Lord I thank you for the power that's greater in me than this power in the world so this power in the world got to back up it's got to back up right now there's prosperity in you you say no I'm going to be broke the rest of my life the devil is a liar God wants you to have more than enough God wants you to live in an abundance Jesus said Satan's the one that comes to steal kill and destroy but I've come to give you life and life in the abundance abundance hallelujah so all the things of God are already in you in Christ Jesus through the Holy Spirit hallelujah and he abides in us as believers so the Holy Spirit possesses all the prosperity you will ever need all the wisdom that you will ever need all the healing that you will ever need all the power that you will ever need all the anointing that you will ever need is already inside of you hallelujah we got to get this Your faith becomes effective. That is, we get results when we acknowledge who we are, whose we are, okay, and what Jesus has already put on the inside of us. That's what the scripture says. When you acknowledge, Philemon 1, 6 there, when you acknowledge, when you acknowledge, you just got to acknowledge what's already on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Come on, put that scripture back up there. Let's look at it. Let's get that word in us. Philemon there, 1.6. He says, that the sharing of your faith may become effective. It may become active. That it may show itself. How? When you acknowledge every good thing which is already in you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So we need to take inventory and recognize what is already there. 
Praise God. And when you do, you can't help but give thanks. Acknowledgement and thanksgiving go hand in hand. That's why David said in Psalms 104 and 5, he said, enter into his gates. The way you get into his gates, up to his courts and through his courts is with thanksgiving and praise. Hallelujah. That telling you God has given us the secret. We find that this Thanksgiving season reminds us over and over and over that it didn't just happen. It's not that our nation is just coming together on one day. And how did that get on the calendar? How did it become a national? holiday how in the world did all this happen it all goes back to the heart of God that said when I bring you into the land that flows with milk and honey I want you to know that the kingdom is in you and if you come up against the mountain the kingdom in you is bigger than the mountain before you if there's an opposition that comes up against you the power in you is greater than the opposing force that's coming against you if sickness and disease tries to overtake you to know that the healing power of God that is in you is greater than the sickness and the infirmity against you but you've got to acknowledge it. And when you acknowledge it, give thanks, and it brings you through His gates into His courts. Hallelujah. So let me just kind of give you several points here that we can take home with us through this week. Thanksgiving activates the kingdom power. Kingdom power is activated. It's put into gear. It's activated with thanksgiving. So here we go. The power of thanksgiving. Number one. Thanksgiving provokes the power of increase. God said life and death. God said blessings and curses are in the power of the tongue. Your tongue has the power to release life, has the power to release blessings. And when you give thanks, let me tell you, with your mouth, when you give thanks, with your mouth, you are releasing the blessings. You are releasing the, the life, that, that, that life, that, that, that abundance that Jesus talks about. And it releases increase in your life. I'm here to tell you God has told, taught us over and over through the scriptures that murmuring blocks His uh, power flowing through our life. He showed us in the Old Testament he likes murmuring so much that he calls the earth to open up and swallow all the murmurers. Just swallow them like an earthquake, you know, just eat them up. He's like that. The others murmuring, he put leprosy on them. And uh, he just, you know, God just really don't like murmuring. I'm here to tell you God has given you the grace to refrain from murmuring, so don't. God has given you the grace to refrain from fault finding, so don't. God has given you the grace to refrain from being negative, so don't be negative. Come on now, God, we see Abraham gave God glory and thanksgiving before his miracle was manifest. And he didn't consider his own body that it was dead. He didn't look at his circumstance. He looked at the promise of God, gave God thanks for the son that, that, that an old body couldn't do, but God did it anyway. Hallelujah. We've got to learn that to be thankful is to be fruitful and to be thankless is to be fruitless. So we've got to understand thanksgiving provokes the power of increase. Secondly, thanksgiving provokes the power of multiplication. I love it that Jesus shows us an example uh, with the little boy and his lunch. And he's got his little snack pack there, little fish and little hush puppies. And, and uh, we've got 5,000 men plus their wives and their children. So you've got a crowd. And, and that's the only thing they have is this little snack pack. And Jesus takes it and He shows us the power of thanksgiving. He shows us the power when we acknowledge the kingdom of God on earth and give thanks. It unlocks the power of multiplication. And He took that little those hush puppies and that fish and He held it up and the Bible says He gave thanks. And when He gave thanks, the miracle of multiplication began to happen. And everybody they got their fill till they were so full uh, they didn't want any, they didn't want to take any home. Kind of like you go into Captain George when you go to Captain George's, if you know going to that buffet, you get there in that line and they finally go to seat you and you walk by that buffet and you say, I'm going to get some of that. I'm going to get some of that. I'm going to double, double order of that. Oh, look at those crab legs. I'm going to eat some claws today. And you're just going down that buffet. Oh, everything looks so good. But about 45 minutes, an hour later, when you paid the bill and now you're leaving and, and you're leaving and you're looking like, oh my goodness, I, I'm not, I don't know when I'll ever come back here. I just, oh, that looks gross. Look at all that fried stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're full. Okay. Jesus fed them so full with a little snack pack. 
thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that they're walking out of there saying, I don't want no fish in hush puppy. No, I don't even want to take any home. And Jesus tells the disciples, you gather up what's left and they get 12 basketfuls and take it out. How did they get such a buffet? How did they get such a miracle of multiplication? Jesus said, I'll model it for you. I'm going to look up to my Father and I'm going to hold it up and give thanks. Hallelujah. Because thanksgiving activates and activates the kingdom of God that is in us. Hallelujah. We've got to learn that so that we can live that abundant life. The third thing, thanksgiving waters your seeds and provokes the power for growth. See, God is committed to your increase. God is in, uh, committed to your multiplication. And God is uh, committed to your growth. He wants you to be stronger. He wants you to be uh, 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 rooted so that the storms of life don't knock you down. We just got back from uh, Johns Island, South Carolina, right outside of Charleston uh, on Friday. It was we visited the uh, Angel Oak. It's a live oak. They say between four and five hundred years old. Maybe the oldest live oak east of the Mississippi. This thing is so huge. It, it would fill this whole room here, if not more. Uh, the, now the branches all go. It's just, it is, uh, it is amazing. And, uh, and, and you see, thinking about all the storms, all the hurricanes, all the uh, uh, things that came against it, but it's still standing. And as you're walking around, there's roots everywhere. There's roots everywhere. They're showing themselves. Let me tell you what, God wants you to grow and He wants you to produce fruit in life. But that He's committed to getting you rooted in life. That you're not going to be washed out. There's no storm going to take you out. You're going to be like the house built on the rock. Somebody needs to stop worrying about your future. Somebody needs right now stop worrying about your future and say, wait a minute, I'm going to live a life of thanksgiving. I'm going to acknowledge every good thing that is in me. I'm going to release the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God provokes the power for growth in my life. So I'm going to be rooted. I'm going to be like a tree planted by the river. Hallelujah. My leaf is not going to wither and I'm going to produce fruit in this season. I'm not going down. I'm going over. Hallelujah. I'm not going out of this world a failure. I'm going out of here a winner. More than an overcomer. More than a conqueror. Because I'm in Christ and He's in me. And the kingdom of God is in me. And I'm going to live a life of thanksgiving that's going to activate. It's going to cause my faith to pull on the kingdom power that's going to bring growth and, and uh, uh, statue in my life. And then the last one here is that it provokes the power of sozo. I love this point. I preach this point. I want to live this point. I want to teach a Sunday school class on this point. I want to have a Bible study on this point. This right here is the most empowered, to me, one of the most powerful points in the Word of God. How thanksgiving provokes the power of sozo. You can get into Luke 17 and you find this story about these ten lepers. You probably remember that story uh, before. And it happened, it says, that Jesus went to Jerusalem and He's passing through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then He entered a village there and met Him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so when He saw them, He said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. Now, I don't know if you can get this, if you'll get this truth here, it'll change your Thanksgiving, it'll change your Christmas, it'll change the rest of this year, it'll change your life. Leprosy, let me tell you what, was a death sentence. You didn't play with leprosy. And the villages there, they learned that leprosy was a death sentence, so if anybody had the signs of leprosy, they were cast outside of the village. They could not live in the village because this was very, very contagious. This leprosy would start as pain in your joints and your joints would become inflamed and they would burst through your skin and, and be these open sores on your body. And it would spread all over your body, disfiguring your body, made people physically indescribable. Wives could no longer even recognize their husbands. Children could no longer recognize their mothers. It just disfigured them. Their hair would fall out. Their, their, uh, their eyebrows would fall out. Eyelashes would fall out. Chunks of meat would be missing from their face and their limbs. And, and there was a loss of sensation in their body limbs. And, and a loss eventually of consciousness in the later stages. And they would die. Go in a coma and die. Now throughout the Bible, leprosy is a picture of sin in the Old Testament. 
And sin, if you allow sin in your life, it causes inflammation first in our inner being, pain and aching in our heart, in our, the soul of man. And if you, don't, if you don't deal with that sin and repent and allow it to keep growing, it's going to manifest and it's going to break out like sores in areas of your life. And there will be anger and pride and lust and it just goes on and on and, and it will cause a loss of beauty taking, disfiguring you. You will no longer look like a child of God. You'll no longer look like uh, uh, even the person that God created you to be spreading to where eventually it causes a loss of sensation. Sin causes a loss of sensation. You don't feel a passion for God. You don't feel His presence. You're like something happened to the church. God is gone. No, God is here. You maybe got leprosy. Maybe got sin left undealt with in your life and it's causing that loss of sensation leprosy was a horrible life they couldn't come in contact with people they had to cry out unclean unclean and folks had to stay 50 yards half of a football field that's as close as anybody could come to you um, can you imagine the psychological effect this is the moral stigma. You may have been a governor. You may have been a mayor. You may have been a, an elder. You may have been a, a, a prominent businessman or businesswoman there. But now, now, everybody is looking at you as you cry unclean and they're staying 50 yards away. I can only imagine as they would come in and dismantle your house brick by brick and burn it in fire. All of your possessions, they would burn in fire. Everything you'd ever worked for, they would burn it because they were so afraid that they were going to catch the infectious disease that you had, destroying everything. You lost everything. You lost your health. You lost your wealth. You lost your relationships. You lost your purpose and your destiny. They could no longer hold their family members. The spouses could no longer embrace. The kids could no longer embrace their parents. The only uh, people that you could be around is other lepers. It was a horrible life. The plight of a leper is horrible. But in one day, in one moment, the power of God turned all that horrendous life around. The nightmare, just like it began, it is now over. I don't know if you've ever had a nightmare in your life where something was coming against you and you're like, I can't believe this. This has to be, a, I hope it's a nightmare. I hope I'll wake up from it. But every day you get up realizing, no, it's not. This, this thing is in my body. This thing is in my family. This thing is affecting my finances. This thing's affecting me. And I wish it was a dream, but it's not. It's a nightmare. Will it ever go away? Well, I'm here to tell you when the kingdom of God and the King of kings and the Lord of lords comes in, He can turn that thing around in one moment it's time hallelujah because the Bible says one day these ten lepers met this man named Jesus and Jesus says go and show yourselves to the priests those who have labeled you you go and show them what the kingdom of God can do on earth what the kingdom of God can do on earth did you get that here they lost everything and their loved ones but now it looks like they're going to be able to get some of it back they can get some of it back and now they go to the priest. And as they're going their way, they're healed. Go to the next verse, please. We can look at it right there. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, so that being cleansed, healed, that's the same word there. In the uh, Greek, this word means that the progression and the outward display of your disease ceased. In other words, if you had a cough and you couldn't, it was just a, an incessant cough, all of a sudden the cough ceased. If you had an open wound that was bleeding, the, the bleeding was stopped. It ceased. It ceased. So they recognized that whatever parts of the limb they still had, whatever fingers, if they had any, that were still limb, that the oozing and the... Oh, well, we talked about the buffet and now the oozing. Maybe not in the same sermon and Thanksgiving. Okay. But this is what they were dealing with. It dried up. So as they went, they were cleansed. And they're like... And one of them said, Man, I'm cleansed. I'm healed. So he returns... Now, now he, they got healed by Jesus' faith, right? Because they're just saying, Jesus, have mercy on us, have mercy. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. And by them acting on the word of God, they got healed. 
Now one of them returns with a loud voice, and that's where we get our word megaphone from, with a loud voice. He is glorifying God. He's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He fell at his feet giving him thanks. Now what does thanksgiving activate? Kingdom power. Okay, they got a healing from the king, but now with thanksgiving, I want to show you in a minute what else they got. But look at this point. He was a Samaritan, which means he was not of the covenant. So he, was not, he had no right in covenant. He was not of a covenant believer. He did not have the legal standing in covenant to demand anything of God. So outside of covenant, Jesus even calls him a foreigner. He says unto him, he's, he's megaphoning, he's glorifying, and he's giving thanks, hallelujah, repeatedly expressing his gratitude. And, and, and this non-covenant Samaritan, Jesus said to him in verse 17, look at this. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten who were cleansed? There's that word cleansed again. The oozing stopped. The nub stopped bleeding, okay. Were there not ten who were cleansed? But where are the other nine? Were there not only one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? He's saying, you're the, one, you're the one that's not in the covenant. The other nine had covenant with me. And here you are. You don't even have covenant. But because you've come and offered up thanksgiving... Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. That word well is sozo. It's sozo. What does sozo mean? Sozo means healed, delivered, fully restored. Everything that was broken is now fixed. Everything that was missing is now returned. Do you get what I'm saying? So the other nine are going with their stubs and all the disfigurement that is now stopped oozing, is stopped ashing, and they go to say, we've been healed. But this one who went back and began to glorify God with thanksgiving, that thanksgiving tapped into the kingdom power of God. Now remember, let me tell you what, the kingdom power of God you can tap into right now with thanksgiving. And now his fingers became back. All of his limbs came back. He sozoed his face, his cheekbones that had fallen off, and now back. There's like baby skin on him. His hair has come back. His strength has come back. He's like, I look better than I did before I ever got sick, before the devil ever messed with me. I look, I've been renewed with the youth of an eagle. Look at me, I'm arising with wings as an eagle. There's a kingdom power that is being manifest on earth, and it was activated when he gave thanks. Hallelujah. And if we're not careful, we will be like the nine of covenant. We'll have a covenant right but we've somehow or another lost the heart of gratitude. We've lost the heart of acknowledging what God has done for us. Somehow or another thinking we've got something to do with it. Thinking that we are all this or all of that. I'm telling you some of the deadest, coldest, faithless folks on earth if you're not careful, can be church folks. But here at Christian Embassy, we're going to keep stoking the fire. We're going to keep throwing into gasoline on the fire of the Word of God. Uh, we're going to say, wait a minute. We are not going to turn our back on the Word of God. We're not going to turn our back on our faith. If God says when we acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus and with thanksgiving it opens up a gate to the very courts of God, to the very kingdom of God to be flowing through our life, then we going to commit right now that we're going to live a life of thanksgiving. We're not going to wait till a Thursday uh, and at some time in November of another year in order for us to be told by the government that that's the day. The government was smart enough years ago with Abraham Lincoln in 1863 to say, wait a minute, let's see what happened. How did we become a nation? It's because of the grace of God. It's because of the power of God. It's because of the kingdom of God. We need to have at least one day out of the year that we tell 
tell everybody you should think. It's in 1863. They said, we're going to make this a national holiday. And then later on, many years later, it became on the Thursday that it is. Isn't it sad when we've got to have government officials to remind us, to try and tell us that our nation, one nation under God, became the great nation. It became not because of the sin of man, because there's been a lot of sin here. And not because of the goodness of man, because there's been a lot of bad here. But because of the goodness of God. And that God has brought us to a land that flows with milk and honey. Well, let me tell you what. Your home can be the promised land. Your body right now can be the promised land that flows with milk and honey. And you've got the kingdom of God on the inside of you. But you've got to get the kingdom of God flowing through you. And how do you do that? With thanksgiving. It provokes the power of sozo. Our Hebrew word shalom. And if there's anything been missing in your life, you begin to thank God. God, there's nothing missing in my life because you are my peace. You are my shalom. And the next thing you'll know, whatever it was, the creative power of God will recreate it if it needs to be. I believe there's people that's given a kidney that's going to go get an x-ray and they're going to say, what happened? Where did you get your kidney back? There's no sign of a surgery. You got two kidneys. Well, I gave one kidney to my sister. Well, you got two kidneys. Don't you tell me if God gave you two kidneys in the beginning, God can give you another kidney now. Somebody, he needs to hear that. There's somebody right now that's lost some lung and you're like, well, I'm living off a half of a lung or I'm living off of one lung. I'm telling you the same God that created you in the DNA and the cellular structure to grow in the form and to grow two lungs can with the kingdom of God power give you creative power for another lung. Stop living with excuses and stop living with deficit. You've got to acknowledge what's on the inside of you. Greater, greater, greater is He who is in me than He was in the world and I'm going to get the greater on the inside flowing on the outside. I'm going to get the greater on the inside flowing on the outside. How do I do it? I acknowledge every good thing that is in me in Christ Jesus with thanksgiving coming off of my lips. Hallelujah. 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 I pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, give us, give us, give us this revelation. Not just our head. Get it into our heart. Help us, Holy Spirit, to get it in our heart. Oh, that we're going to rise up out of here thankful. We're going to rise up out of here acknowledging every good thing in us. We're going to come in agreement with Your Word. Your Word says that we're healed. We're coming in agreement with Your Word. Your Word says we're free. We're coming in agreement with Your Word. Your Word says we have joy. We're coming in agreement with Your Word. Your word says we're flooded with peace. We're coming in agreement with your word. Lord, we may not see it with our eye, but we see it with the eye of faith. And we're going to take hold of your word. And as we stand in agreement, we're going to start thanking you. Somebody needs to start thanking God for your healing right now. God, I thank you for my healing. I'm not going to wait till I'm healed. I'm not going to wait till I'm sozoed. I'm not going to wait till I'm made whole to give you thanks. No, I'm going to come back to you with my nubs. I'm going to come back to you dragging. And I'm going to fall before your feet with a megaphone. And I'm going to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your healing virtue. And let me tell you what, you're going to get the attention of God and He's going to say, this is how it works, my daughter. This is how it works, my son. Now your faith has been activated right here because of your thanksgiving. And because your faith is pulled on the King of the kingdom, the King of the kingdom says, release, release. Be made whole, sozo, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's somebody that's got something missing in your life. I don't know if it's a relationship. I don't know what it is, but I'm here to tell you the shalom of God where there's nothing broken and nothing missing is to be released in your life. God's going to bring the right person to you at the right time. Instead of you worrying about it, you need to start thanking Him. Lord, I thank You. I thank You. God told me when I was 17, keep yourself pure. I give you the woman I created for you. When you 30 from 17 to 30 I just said Lord I thank you for her. wherever she's at I never dreamed she was 3,000 miles away in Romania but I said thank you God I thank you for my wife she's not going to walk behind me she's not going to walk in front of me she's going to walk right beside me and we're going to do ministry together Lord I thank you you're going to give me a wife she's going to be beautiful but more than anything she's going to love you she's going to be called by you and she's going to give me three children Lord and I thank you for Townsend and this is the 17 
15-year-old and a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old. I thank you. I'm going to have a boy that looks like me and I'm going to name him Townsend. I thank you for Townsend. I talked about it so much. A friend of mine went and I love Cocker Spaniels back then and he went and got a Cocker Spaniel puppy and named him Townsend. And I said, Derek, what in the world are you doing? This is my boy. He said, you've said it so much you got me excited. And I'm single so I can't have a baby. Okay. So I said, I'm going to have a boy named Townsend. And I'm going to have a little girl and I'm going to name her Morgan. And I told Gil Morgan, my uncle that took me in in Bible college, when he said, I've only got a daughter. My name's going to die out. I said, no, Uncle Gil, I'll take it another generation. I'll have a little girl. I'm going to name her Morgan. And she's going to be blessed of God. She's going to be a beautiful girl. She's going to be a worshiper. She's going to be a delight. And he just wept and said, thank you, my son, that I adopt. Okay, and I said, I'm going to have a little boy. And he's going to be Caleb. He's going to be a mighty man. He's going to take down giants. He's going to be strong. He's going to preach the Word of God. Now this is all these years thanking God. And everybody thought I just fell into the gold mine when I was 29, one month from turning 30, going to a funeral and just met Rodica. Everybody thinks I just fell into a gold mine. I came back to the pulpit over in the little sanctuary over there in that chapel and I came back from Greenville, South Carolina and I told the congregation I met my wife. They said, what does she look like? I said, I don't know. They said, you don't know. I said, the glory of God was so strong. All I saw was a bright light and a hallelujah course of heaven. But I know that's my wife. That's my wife. She's not going to walk in front of me. I'm told the congregation some of you may have been there. She's not going to walk in front of me. She's not going to walk behind me. She's, she's called into the ministry. Oh, you've talked to her. No, I didn't talk to her other than hi. And I said, but I'm telling you what, I, God showed me. God showed me. She's going to have my three children, Townsend and Morgan and Caleb. I said, we're going to be blessed. They said, Pastor, you've lost your mind. You've always been so conservative. What's wrong? You just fell off something. You fell off the truck. What happened? You, you know, and, and I said, wait a minute. I've been thanking God for this since I was 17. And he told me if I'd stay pure until I was 30, he would give me the desire of my heart. I've been thanking God for her all these years. And my, my associate at that time, he got so excited. He said, I want to meet her. I want to meet her. I want to meet her. I said, well, I want to meet her too. So we make arrangements. And, and he goes with me back down to South Carolina. And when I drove up and really saw her, I got so nervous. I was starting, oh my goodness, she's beautiful. Oh my goodness, I'm, to, oh my, I'm out of my league here, you know. And I was so nervous. And, and I go and meet her and introduce her to my, uh, you know, my associate minister here. And I said, he wanted to see you too. She's like, why did he come here? Yeah. I, I needed a chaperone. No. <laughs> and uh, walked inside and here comes her mom. And her mom's from Romania and doesn't speak English, but walked into the room and she just runs up to me and starts kissing me on the both sides of the cheek, saying, Slava Domnalua, and she's just going on and on and on. And I and Mordica's crying and her mama's crying. And Wes is over there going, I'm glad I came because they are all crazy, you know? And uh, and we're like, what in the world is going on here? And then I asked Rodrigo, what's your mom saying? She said, my mom had a vision. And they're sitting at the table. God says we were, our family was all gathered there. And there was a chair that was open. And God says, I'm going to bring Rodrigo's husband in. I'm going to introduce you to him. And brought him to the table and sat down and I ate. And she said, in that vision, I was the guy. And she's overwhelmed because you're the guy. You're the guy. Well, I've done it. I'm the guy. Okay. You know, on my end, on the mama's end, all I got to do is win her heart. Okay because glory to God I'm just telling you that I was I was I was raised in a broken home I was raised with with so much abuse I was raised with rejection I tried to commit suicide because I was so sad and broken I'm telling you if anybody needed some sozo if anybody needed shalom all the broken things to be repaired and all the things that was missing to be brought together let me tell you what I saw what alcoholism will do I saw what mean abuse will do I saw in my own eyes uh, and, and I didn't know how to not have that because that's all I grew up with but let me tell you what I found out with thanksgiving uh, as I was thanking God for his promises uh, a sozo began to heal me a shalom of God began to fix me uh, and God has given me a family I'm telling you I wouldn't take 500 trillion billion quadrillion dollars for them they're the greatest most wonderful family for me and it's not because I'm just lucky 
I learned how to activate faith and get the kingdom of God flowing. And I'm here trying to shake on you today. To shake on you today and say, no, 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 no. Don't you live underneath. Don't you live with a lid. Don't you live in bondage. Don't you live in misery. Don't you live in loneliness. Don't you live in pain. No! There's a kingdom of God on the inside of you. There's healing. There's sozo. There's shalom on the inside of you. And if you will acknowledge it and give thanks for it, it releases it into your life. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, would somebody begin to just break forth. Break forth. Like this one leper, break forth with a megaphone. I love it that the Bible says that when he glorified God, God uses the word megaphone. With a megaphone, he glorified God. Somebody that's unashamed of how God, how good God is. Is there somebody who can lift up your voice with thanksgiving? Who is unashamed, unashamed of how powerful and good your God is. Unashamed of the glory, unashamed of his the anointing. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here today can lift up your voice like a megaphone and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my deliverance. I thank you for my prosperity. I thank you for your blessing. I thank you for the right spouse. I thank you for good kids. I thank you for restoration. I thank you that what the sin has destroyed is going to be repaid and returned. What the enemy has been for evil is going to get turned for good. Can somebody get a megaphone going and glorify God? Can somebody get a megaphone going and say thank you? Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your healing. And as you thank him for it, you're acknowledging him of it and it's releasing it into your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody right now is receiving it. You're receiving your breakthrough right now as you're thanking the Lord. As you're thanking the Lord. I can't get off of this. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to go out of here without it. I want you to get, get all that God has for you. You gotta get a megaphone though. You gotta get a megaphone. If you're gonna just say thank you, Jesus, under your breath, you're gonna get kingdom power just trickling. You gotta lift up your voice. You gotta lift up your countenance. And you gotta say, My God is worthy of all the praise. My God is worthy of the honor. Hallelujah. Oh, don't you miss it. Don't you miss it. Take it. Release the kingdom of God. Release the kingdom of God through you right now. Release the kingdom of God. Release the kingdom of God. Yes, 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 yes. It's yours. It's yours right now. It's yours. It's yours right now. Hallelujah. Come on, prayer intercessors. Come on up. If you want somebody to pray with you, no matter what you need, whatever you want to stand in agreement for, they're here to stand in agreement with you. Come on, prayer intercessors. If you come on up here to the front, if you need prayer, come on, come on, come on. They'll pray with you right now. If you need prayer, they'll pray with you right now. They'll pray standing with you in agreement. They'll pray with you. See the power of God released in your life. Just come in agreement with God. Come in agreement with His Word. Come in agreement. If you need somebody to stand in agreement with you in prayer, just come. Come. Don't delay. Just come. Come right now. In the name of Jesus, this is going to be the best Thanksgiving you've ever lived in all of your life. And it's only going to be the beginning of, of many, many more good to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says there's power in agreement. Come on and let somebody agree with you right now to acknowledge what good is in you. In Jesus' name. Come on right now. Come on. You need healing? Come. You need healing? Come. You need deliverance? Come. You need to see the chains of poverty broken off of you? Come. If you need peace? Come. If you need joy? Come. Hallelujah. If you need, you want to be born again? Come. Come. You say, I want to be a part of the kingdom. I want to be in covenant with Jesus. Come. Come right now. Whosoever, come. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I just pray now for this congregation. I pray for everyone that is tuned in. Lord God, if they're coming in through the internet, they're coming in by radio, Lord God, we just speak to them right now as we speak to this congregation. That where the sound of your word would go, let your word work 
in their lives. And I declare in the name of Jesus a turnaround anointing. I declare in the name of Jesus healing like you've never seen before. Not healing to where the, 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 the disease just ceases, but there's going to be full restoration. What the disease is destroyed is going to be restored in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Supernatural healing and restoration in the name of Jesus. Relationships that the enemy has been fighting, the enemy has been working so hard to cause division. We come against, we come against the forces of hell with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God in its power, we come against the forces of hell. And in the name of Jesus, we resist Satan right now off of that loved one, off of that relationship, that what the enemy has meant for evil is not going to come to fruition. That relationship is going to be restored. I declare it right now. Because in you, in the kingdom of heaven, is the restoration of all things lost. So right now, it's in you. Restoration is in you. We release it by saying thank you. Start thanking. Thank you, God. Thank you that my daughter, thank you that my granddaughter is coming back to you and coming to me. Thank you that she's coming to you, Jesus, and she's coming back to me. Thank you that my grandson is coming back to you. He's coming back to me. Thank you that my brother is coming to you, Jesus, and he's coming back to me. Thank you that my son, my daughter, is coming to you and coming to me. Go ahead and begin to thank him. Thank him. Don't say, God, oh, please do this, please do that. He said, acknowledge, acknowledge that restoration power that is already in you with thanksgiving and it will activate it it will activate it so we release it right now i thank you for my healing god i thank you that you've already met every need according to your riches and glory i thank you for divine supernatural provision i thank you that my bills my needs are going to be met according to your riches and glory lord i'm not going to beg and i'm not going to whine and i'm not going to murmur i'm just going to thank you i'm going to thank you i need the fish and the bread in my life multiplied i need a miracle of multiplication so i'm going to thank you i'm going to thank you lord god i'm going to thank you for every good thing that is in me and it's going to come out i'm going to be like that one leper who even was out of covenant still because of the power of acknowledgement and thanksgiving was able to unleash the shalom of god the sozo of god that was only for those in covenant i'm telling you, you can be outside of covenant let me tell you what you can be outside of tradition you can be outside of the regular religious crowd it doesn't matter because when you acknowledge with thanksgiving what god has done for you he you get his attention and he begins to bring forth the manifest of his kingdom in your life hallelujah so bless now i pray father each and every family each and every household each and every home i pray lord for protection over those households protection over their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren in their coming and their going i pray for protection lord god i pray for supernatural provision for every household under the sound of my voice supernatural provision to be released i thank you for it i thank you for provision i thank you for protection i thank you for your blessings upon their home Lord God, that they'll go down in the annals of history as one of the most blessed thanksgivings they've ever experienced in all of their life. Hallelujah. Not because of us, but because of you and what you have deposited in us and that we give acknowledgement with thanksgiving to. Hallelujah. Bless each and every one, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen and Amen.